This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim on a Friday. Just got a text message here, Jim. Can we get a shout-out to all the Detroit Lions fans that are going to be cheering for Matt Stafford to win the Super Bowl this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there's some Lions fans who are a bit bitter about the fact that Stafford's gone, and, and now he has a chance to win the Super Bowl after the... Uh, struggle let's call it a struggle that the lions mm-hmm. have had over the past decade but uh yeah that's it's going to be cool to see matt stafford's name on the black back of a blue jersey playing in the super bowl and the other joke was that eminem is playing at halftime so it's almost like you're in detroit maybe i do want to get stuck in the united states to watch the super bowl on sunday night cheaper beer and, and the Detroit connection. I think mm-hmm. I might be, uh, I know I said Bengals earlier. I might be uh, swayed to go for L.A. Pumped for that halftime show, though. It should be good, huh? Yeah, I think so. It's like, uh, it all happens so fast now. They jam in like 11 songs, 30 seconds of each. So it's, uh, I wasn't really impressed with the weekend. La- I like the weekend, but last year's Super Bowl, not rem- not memorable at all. Sensory yep. overload. Too much. Yeah, too fast. Was, yeah, and I was just like, eh. But, you know, uh, this this just reminds me of being in grade eight, listening to Dre and Eminem and Snoop. Yeah, that's why I kind of like the Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band halftime show, because it felt more like a concert. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of just, uh, here's, a, here's a minute of this song, a minute of that song. It, it feels more like an advertisement or something. It felt like they got the crowd really engaged, but you got Dr. Dre... You have Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Snoop Dogg, right? Mm-hmm. So Fi might become so high <laughs> if Snoop Dogg has anything to say about it. <laughs> well, I guess it was just a matter of time until they came for Betty White. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. Yeah, yeah nobody's safe. Uh, Betty White, she passed away, was almost 100 years old, and you would have thought that Mother Teresa had died. I really, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't uh, name her Saint Betty. In fact, Mother Teresa's kind of divisive. She was more beloved than Mother Teresa. That's what you thought, but apparently not by her co-stars on The Golden Girls. Shut this! No, I hate to do it, Jim, but a uh, podcast recently had a guest on, a casting director from the show The Golden Girls, and he says that B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan, her co-stars, hated Betty White. Not disliked, hated Betty White. Here's some audio from that podcast. Was Betty White popular in the cast of Golden Girls? No, the, the women hated her. <laughs> All right, one of the things is, I mean, literally, B. Arthur, who I cast in something else later on, just said, oh, she's a Using that word. But B. One Arthur of, called Betty White a C yeah, word? Yeah, what? she called her the C word. I mean, I heard that with my own ears. And by the way, so did Rue McClanahan. What she would do, for instance, was Estelle Getty was having, she began to have increasing problems with memorizing lines. And she would write the lines on her, on her hand. And if she went up, Betty White would make fun of her in front of the live audience. That may seem like a minor transgression, but it really does get to you. I don't have no idea of how Estelle Getty felt, but I know the other two did not like her at all. 
I don't know how I feel about this. This seems a little self-serving for this guy to tell the story. All the ladies are dead and can neither confirm nor deny. Why even put this out there? Like, it's so self-serving. I do enjoy the... uh the thought of these old ladies behind each other's backs calling each other the C word. <laughs> I'd like to rewrite that song of the Golden Girls and see what they really feel about each Thank other. Thank you for being a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it? It's funny because, like, uh, the same thing happened with the Sex and the City girls. Yeah. They all hate each other, too. And if I threw a party, invited every C I knew. <laughs> You're a C and she's a C and you're a C and Betty White's a C. Thank you for being a C. (laughs) (laughs) Since yesterday when I got this phone call, I've been excited to play this for you guys. So that's why we're doing it to start the show off here. Okay, uh, Jim, I I told you what happened, but let's let everyone else in on this. Um, I was in the studio. We were doing some stuff after the show. Uh, My cell phone rang. Unknown number, I answer it, and it's this recorded voice, a woman's voice, saying that there is a package that has been seized at the border that contains suspicious materials, Hmm. and the package was shipped using my name, and there is now a warrant out for my arrest. If I would like to speak to a customs agent, I should press one. Now, I didn't get that part of the call recorded, But once I realized what was going on, I hit record. And when I pressed one to talk to the agent, this is what happened. Hello. 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 Hi, what the the heck is going on here? What is your name, sir? My name's Doug. Okay, and your second name? Smuggler. (laughs) Hmm. But you sound like a dickhead. <laughs> I'm sorry? Why? <laughs> wow, I thought you almost had him. Almost had him. I should have I should have like made it sound French or something. My name is Doug. Last name Smoogley. Smoogley? Smoogley. <laughs> Can you spell that for me? S M U G G L E R. Doug Smoogley. <laughs> oh man, I've I have heard that one before. Package at the border, suspicious thing. That's that's been around for a bit. I'm Doug Smuggler. How dare you accuse me of being a drug smuggler? <laughs> me, Doug Smuggler? <laughs> God, I wish he fell for it. <laughs> How about the nerve of these scam artists who are preying on mostly elderly people with these phone calls? Yeah, right. The nerve of this guy to call me a a, a, jerk. a, a name like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's a compliment to be called that by you because you're the scum of the earth. Oh, they're the worst people. I've seen a few videos now where, like, somebody, I don't know how they pulled it off, but a lot of times these scams involves uh, screen sharing with old people. Yeah, so yeah. you give them permission to, like, download, like, an app, and then you can see their screen, get on their online bank or whatever. So people who actually know computers get these guys to screen share their screen. Meanwhile, they are recording their screen with the webcam, and so there's a guy on the camera, and they post the video of the guy scamming people, and then they start saying his name and where he lives, so then he hides under the desk so his own laptop can't see him. 
I do love seeing like uh, yeah, reven- people get back at revenge them. on the uh, on the scam artist is the best. And I thought for a second we I, I wanted to waste that guy's time so bad, but he was <laughs> one of the smart ones, I guess. <laughs> what is your name, sir? My name's Doug. And your second name? Smuggler. Hmm. But you sound like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bilingual and you know what the word smuggler is, there has to be a legal job you can get. Well, I'm just surprised you knew what the other word meant. <laughs> Dude, you know a lot of English, bud. Yeah. Uh, good try, pal. <laughs> Time for sports. Big game coming up on Sunday. Super Bowl. Deb, you got the Bengals and the Rams. Who are you taking? As a Bills fan, I feel a certain kinship with uh, Bengals fans, but also a bit uh, some some jealousy. Like I want the Bengals to win this, but like if there's a group of loser fans that are going to win the Super Bowl, I want it to be my loser fans who win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I want it to be I want I want to be the loser fan, but I can't be the loser fan. So my my heart is with the Bengals. My head is with the Rams. You can't they do that. Have, Where's your money? Yeah, you got to pick one, buddy. Uh, no, I, I would put my money on the Rams, honestly. like uh, The Bengals are a fantastic story, but the Rams, their defense in particular, Von Miller has been reinvigorated in L.A. I think the Rams are going to win this. What are the experts saying? Who, who uh, I know that the money line is on the Rams to win, but uh, are a lot of people taking the Bengals? I, I think it's it's kind of evenly split. I think most people uh, are, are taking the Rams. It's about it's, but it's not a overwhelming majority of people are are going with the Rams. It's about like fifty five forty five in terms of Rams to Bengals. It would be interesting to see how many people want the Bengals to win versus how many people are betting on the Bengals to win. Because you're right, those are two different things. Well, it's also, I mean, the the line is that I'm looking at right now is four, which is, you know, a, a really good, I mean, we've had so many close games in this playoff that four is, you know, you know a really tricky one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. The Rams and the Bengals, you know, they're head coaches. They know each other, Zach Taylor, Sean McVay. So there's like the coaching matchup is intriguing. Uh, Joe Burrow is, you know, since he was drafted into the NFL, people have been comparing him to Tom Brady. Winning this Super Bowl would be a very Tom Brady-ish thing to do. So I think it's going to be a close game. Probably if you're looking at money, and uh, this is not my expertise at all, I would almost take... Uh, this being less than four, um, I think it might be a field goal that decides it, but I think it's the Rams that are going to win it. What are the odds that Tom Brady announces he's coming out of retirement during the game <laughs> just to steal the spotlight again? <laughs> Tom Brady would announce he's coming back while someone's kicking the winning field goal. Oh, you know, it'd be great if he bought a commercial to say he was coming back. <laughs> And then he bought one half an hour later that says he's retiring again. Good run. Just want to experience that halftime show as a player. (laughs) Well, enjoy. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Devin Peacock, thanks, buddy. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Are you excited for the commercials? I don't know why you would be because you can see them all online right now. True. The... The shine is kind of off that moment. 
yeah, of the Super Bowl. I used to love it. It would be great. There'd be so many surprises with, with the commercials, but now they release them like a week or two weeks before the game. Yeah. You can watch them online, and, and uh, there's not many that you aren't expecting to see. They used to do it the day after the Super Bowl, so there was still like the premiere at the Super Bowl, and then you could see the like the recount the following day. I like that. Seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot during the big game, and they're completely sold out. Hmm. That's a lot of money. I'm old enough to remember when you could get a million-dollar thirty-second spot at the Super Bowl, Jim. What a steal! Those were the days. <laughs> but really, why would a company? Even bother, why don't you just say you've got a Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, people go to the washroom anyway. And put it on the internet. Say, here's our Super Bowl commercial. Don't pay the $7 million to have it on during the game. Yeah. What's the diff? Oh, I bet you half the people who make those compilation lists aren't going to double check. I'm kind of mad at Mike Myers. Why? (laughs) Well, he got back together with Dana Carvey and they did the Wayne's World commercials for the Super Bowl last year. What was it, Uber Eats or something? Yeah, and they just randomly shouted out like random towns. And this year he is doing an Austin Powers reunion commercial for GM's electric cars. Listen <laughs> listen to this. Here he is with the cast of, of Austin Powers. You got uh, Mike Myers, Rob Lowe is number two, Seth Green, <laughs> Mindy Sterling. Climate change is arguably the number one threat to the world now. Dr. Abel, you are now the number two threat to the world. I refuse to be number two, number two. We have to help the planet. Oh, please cheer for my son. Your son? I shall name him Baby Me. No, his name is Kyle. (laughs) It's actually, it's a funny commercial, but why not make an Austin Powers movie or a Wayne's World movie? I, I want to see some sequels. I, I don't. The commercial stuff is not doing it for me. I think he's just trying to cash a check while he can. I know exactly what he's doing. And, well, could it be f- more fun? Like, I get it, climate change is a deal. That's political, and it's kind of like, I just want to enjoy myself. Can we not have Austin Powers well, running around? Well, it's about electric cars, right? But can we have Austin Powers running around the, uh, the the car factory with, like, the machinery over his junk? He's naked, and, like, every time he goes to the new room, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the premise of the commercial. It's just depressing. Well, it's it's a funny commercial. Watch the whole thing. But give us another Austin Powers movie, and then give us the commercial. Don't be so selfish, Mike Myers. <laughs> Think of the fans. I got a feeling that new Austin Powers movie probably wouldn't be good. I think maybe limit it to 30 seconds, you know, and so people aren't disappointed. Stay out of trouble? Yeah. Yeah, I think there is some stuff in the old Austin Powers movies that wouldn't fly in 2022. Got to tell you about what's going on here because Monday I may have to do the show live from Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) This is just a massive cluster. So, Jim, you went off on a ski trip last week, mm-hmm. and when you told me you were taking the week off, I said, well, why don't I take the week off, too? And I'll bring my son down to Florida to see his grandparents. So we planned a trip, uh, cross the border by land, and then fly out of Michigan down to Florida. Sounds like a fun time, right? Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do it. Save some money, you know? Uh-huh. I know we're going to have to get the PCR test on the on the way back to get back into Canada, but that's not an issue. We're going to be um, pretty, pretty isolated down there in my parents' community. 
Uh, so we have a great trip. We fly back into Michigan, go to start the car in the long-term airport parking lot. My car won't start. This is about 6.30 in the evening. It's dark. It's cold. It's Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) My my son is in the back of the car almost hyperventilating, not knowing what's going on. Can't figure out why we're not going home. I have to go to the the kiosk there, the, the, the front gate of the parking lot and get the jump box, try and jump the, the, the car. It starts, but as soon as you take the, the jumper cables off, nothing. Battery won't ho- hold a charge. It's done. Hmm. I call roadside assistance. They're like, yeah, it sounds like you got a bigger problem. So uh, a couple hours, a couple hours trying to get the car going. Um, it's now 740 at night and... I, I'm like, oh, I got to just rent a car because our PCR test is going to expire 10 a.m. tomorrow and we won't be able to get back into the country. So I go back to the airport and all of the rental car places are closed. <laughs> like totally planes, trains, and automobiles. My son's got tears rolling down his cheeks. I've got all the luggage on on my back <laughs> and, going to, and there's nobody in the airport. And uh, there's one lady I found doing paperwork at one of the car rental places and i'm like listen i know you're closed but we need a car please amber shout out to amber at avis she says i'll see what i can do for you guys she works it out we get a car we get back into canada we get home but my car is still in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Still broken down. Still broken down. So I ended up having to get my car towed to a dealership over there. It's been repaired. But today, I need to drive back over the border. Once I get into the United States, I have to find somewhere to stop to get a PCR test. I have to drop off the rental car at the airport. I have to take an Uber to the car dealership. I have to pick up my car and then, thank God, I have a buddy who lives over there. I'm going to stay with him tonight, maybe tomorrow, and maybe Sunday, depending how long it takes for me to get my PCR test back so I can cross the border into Canada. Sounds like you might want, want to get on that convoy, buddy. No more PCR test! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I, anyone who has to deal with this on a regular basis, again understand how it could be super frustrating because i've spent thousands of dollars now with this ordeal getting the car fixed rental car and you only went there you flew out of there to save money i know (laughs) save money and time Uh, what a bonehead Uh, so yeah i talked to boss brad about this i'm like brad what if the pcr test doesn't come back or what if i test positive for covid and i have to quarantine in the u.s he said, well, Taz, looks like you're bringing one of our units with you, and you might be doing the show live from Detroit Monday <laughs> morning. So I think it could be worse. I could get a little break from the kids and be able to watch the Super Bowl with one of my old pals. Yeah, sure. In Michigan. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to get back across the border and I'll be here on Monday morning, Jim. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Godspeed, buddy. I know that's an ordeal, but uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm entertained by the story, so it's been (laughs) worth it for me.
<laughs> Every day, Jim's like, what are you going to tell that story on the radio? I'm like, let me figure out if I can solve the problem before I tell everyone about the problem. Uh, yeah, so Monday, tune in. Will I be in Canada? Will I be in Detroit? You'll have to uh, wait to find out, and so will I. Valentine's Day. It's about time I divorced you. Taz and Jim's Win a Divorce is back. Monday, we will be announcing our winner. Um, thank you for sharing your stories. We've been hearing from uh, many that it's, you know, it's good to hear from other people who are going through something similar. They know they're not alone out there. There's a lot of guilt and shame that's associated with getting divorced, but it's it's a fact of life sometimes. Uh, you try something and it doesn't work out, right, Jim? Yeah, that's why pencils have erasers. You know it. And we've got a couple stories here to round out the week. Here's some entries that we've received. And there was a lot of them. This one comes from Milton, Ontario. Hey, guys, I'd say I'm sad that it didn't work out, but we've grown so apart. We've been physically separated since 2019. Being apart makes us both healthier and happy. We're at the point where we just need a divorce. And I need a storage unit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very amicable. Yeah, that sounds like an easy one. What else we got here? I've been working my butt off to pay bills. And the husband worked a bare minimum. We always got into fights with about money and he would fight with every boss he's ever had i think the bottom line was he never wanted to work and i'm tired of paying all the bills that's from elmer ontario mm. would get old fast huh mm-hmm. like it's one thing if you're trying yeah if you keep getting fired just for incompetence that's one thing but out of attitude another here's one more from Cambridge, Ontario, my separated ex-husband was cheating on me until I found out over his accidentally left open email. Of course. Only Who's asked... emailing about their affair? He's <laughs> like, I mean... His subject line? <laughs> great subject affair. Line. Cheating we on sure life. are having a great affair. <laughs> I've been waiting 10 plus years for a divorce. Now that the kids have grown up and moved on, I'm ready to move on too. Wow. So she hung in there for the kids. Not uncommon. Stay together for the kids. Great Blink song. We could be covering your divorce legal fees with Millar's Law and giving you a city center storage unit. Thank you for entering the contest. Thanks to all our contestants, and we will have a winner for you. Taz and Jim's Win a Divorce Monday morning. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.